My name is Brittany, Sagittarius, Libra, Gemini. Hi. I'm Brooke, Taurus, Pisces, Gemini. And this is Gemini Rising. I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it weird. Keeping it weird. Brooke, how the hell are you? Oh, my God. Today, Mercury and Jupiter went direct. And I know there's still a shadow period, but I'm already feeling the weight lifted off of me. I have been feeling the weight lifting like slowly over the past couple of days. But for me, just like clarity, like in my brain. Yeah. In my brain, it just is not as foggy as it's been. And it's like making me feel more confident in myself. And I'm going for like a lot of energy right now, which is not how I've been. I've been like rocks tied to my ankles or something like that. Just like trudging for. Yeah. Today is the first day in a quite a moment that everything has been pretty easy and nothing has gone horribly wrong. I was stuck behind two very long trains today. That's about, that's the worst my day was, so I'll take it. Well, at least that train's getting where they're going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what my grand always said? What did, she, what did she always say? If you're waiting for a train, at least that train's getting where it's going. Your nan. Wow. I don't know. What a visionary. <laughs> Yeah, so cute as shit that we're done with retrogrades. Two of them at least for now. Two of them at least. Two of them at least. I think one more. I think not Neptune. Something else goes direct this month as well. Venus is going into retrograde in mm -hmm. December. Yeah, Mars is retrograde in, in November. It's like a whole thing. Can you? No, I refuse. <laughs> to even go into it right yes. now? I'm Out having a great day, yeah. <laughs> Please. Why taint it? That's fair. I'll ask you maybe Sunday or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of the biggest thing going on with me right now, gearing up for body language on Friday. Be excited about that. Yeah. It, the past two shows have not been virtual. We've only done live shows. And I've honestly never received so many inquiries about attending a virtual show. And I'm like, of course, like yeah. the two that we're not having. But it's what it's whatever. You have a show on Friday as well. I do have a show on Friday as well. It's at a... Velo Bike Garage and Tap House with Thong Gag and the Creepy Jingles. That's, that's an incredible name. It's, well, those are two different bands, but yeah, both of those names are good. Oh! <laughs> Thong Gag and the Creepy Jingles. That, that wouldn't be real. <laughs> they should combine bands. I thought it was like a Shannon and the Clams sort yeah, of situation. Totally. That's no, very fun. Oh my God, I'll pitch it to them. I love band names like that where it could just be like a Mad Libs. Yeah. And you just enter it in. Yeah, we need uh, an undergarment. We need a color and we need a verb. Yeah, those are always, I, I love naming bands. Do you have a list of like a notes page in, in your notes with just band names? No, but I do have some on retainer that I just like, I really want to do like a corn and cream like mashup band and call it cream corn. Sounds like a lot more work than it's worth though. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> it's truly a dream. There have been many band names. that I I've... thought there was another cover band, but maybe it was Creamed Corn that you told me about. But yeah. I thought there might be another cover band idea that you had. They're, they come and they go. They're... They come and they go. You want to know what else comes and goes? Ooh, what a segue, Brainy. You want to know what else comes and goes? D dating and relationships. Crushed it. Which is similar to our topic for today. <laughs> yes, our uh, our topic today is online. Online dating apps. Yeah, all of it. Boy, oh boy. Let's, should we just take a big old bite out of this juicy cheeseburger of a topic? Yeah. 
Excellent. Uh, I, I think of online dating as more of the that disgusting crusty crab burger from SpongeBob. That's like more my experience, but and mine is a delicious cheeseburger that you were expecting it to be that delicious, but it's very nice and nourishing. I love that for you. <laughs> That's excellent. It's weird. Okay, because sure, me and my partner did meet on a dating app, but we have a million other connections, which kind of gave me the inkling of, oh, this is like bigger than just meeting somebody on a dating app. It felt like we were two little dust particles flying through space and then we just like collided and we created a star. But yeah, so I even though we did meet on Hinge, it, I always forget that we met on Hinge because we have like a million other connections. Yeah. It is. It's Kansas City, so that's yeah, pretty easy to happen. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Actually, I'm so, honestly like that's the thing I like about online dating is a lot of the time it is I'd go up somewhere, and it's especially is as, mm-hmm. as a queer, it's you can't go to a bar without you can't a, throw a rock without hitting an ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or someone who's dated your ex, or fucked yeah. your ex, or has beef with your ex, or, or is in a band with your ex, yeah. or something. Yeah. But it, it was definitely like Kansas City connections. But it went beyond that. Like our his aunt and my mom were like best friends growing up, and like he's performed in bands with people from Milwaukee that I worked with. Oh. And like my like my mom's current husband, my stepdad, I don't know, Joshua. Um his so my uncle gave taught him drums and just nutty, nutty, nutty stuff. Lots of mutual friends. It's just wild stuff. We found out that we went to a day camp in Lee Summit together at the same time. Nutty shit. Oh my God, I wonder if you had like a playground misconnection. <laughs> I doubt it because I do remember we. I was at a 4th of July like family barbecue of his as a child. And he was always so whiny. Like he was just like whining and bitching. And I was just like, why are you complaining? This is a sick ass 4th of July party. You get to play with sparklers and smoke bombs. And my mom won't let me play with any of that stuff. She only lets me step on the bubble wrap. That makes sense. He does play hardcore, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why that he's bitching and complaining and he plays in a hardcore band? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was check a, out. Yeah. <laughs> he is a sensitive little babe, but he's my little sensitive. Oh my I... god! Strike that from the record, please. Please I be just... nice. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just bitter. Really. That's fine. Yeah. You Not about sit... your situation. Just like romance in general. That's fair. You pitched this idea as you were scrolling on a dating app. And it wasn't too long ago that I was knees deep in dating apps. And yeah, they blow, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. Also, too, I'm just the worst. I think I swipe right like once every 40 people. Like I never. Do you run out of people? Oh, all the time. I I would run out daily. Yeah. I would be able to swipe. And that's even like me being lax on my settings i'd be like all right like fine if they're under 510 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna budge on political views you know what i mean oh my god i like fully forgot you were bisexual for a minute and i was like where are you meeting all these amazons like what like how are you going to find that that's so funny i always do feel uncomfortable dating like being the taller person in a wlw relationship really yeah i love it it almost never happens because i'm a shrimpkin but i fucking love it you like being taller that's rare it's only happened yeah it's rare for me i'm short Mm -hmm. 
but it's so nice. And I'm only 5'7", but I wear a lot of platforms. Yeah. And me and Alex are like just about the same height, even though he's a liar and says that he's 5'11", which I told him that he was a liar. And he was like, how do you know I'm lying? I was like, because if you were 5'11", you would lie and say you were six foot. Yeah. But you're 5'9", and you're lying and saying you're five. But it's fine. It works out because we cuddle and we're the same size. We're the same size. We had dating apps blow. I had such a poor, I had so many poor experiences with them during the pandemic. Like It was very weird because I would like pace out my dates to be about a month apart because I was afraid of, this sounds weird, like cross-contamination or just like the spread of coronavirus. Like I would like wait and made sure I didn't have any symptoms and then wait another month because it wasn't a second date. You know what I mean? None of them were second dates. Yeah. During the pandemic, I just talked to just talk to people online. I was really into Lex. I really love the format of Lex it just being like classifieds. Yeah. There's something about it, just like seeing how somebody writes rather than some dumb bio. That's why I swipe left on everyone. It's it's I feel like everyone in this city on the dating app is just I love adventure and I love fun. Touch my button, buy me tacos. I love yeah. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, and it's just cool. You don't you I'm like looking adventure? For the gym to my Pam. Are the heteros all right? <laughs> You're on bisexual online dating. You ask me. But They're not all right. I to say, I've never seen that in a bio, but we have very different experiences. Yeah, we do. There, I think that there's probably a lot of crossover in general, and the basic laments are probably pretty similar. But yeah, the bios are always terrible. What... You obviously read this and you thought to yourself, like, oh, that's charming and cute. I'll try something similar. And you didn't. It's just not. Like, it, it, wouldn't you want to set yourself apart from the rest of the group? You know what I mean? Yeah. To be, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you like fun? What else do you like? Oh, my gosh. Breathing? Like, what is that? Have you ever swiped on some or swiped on a profile? came upon a profile where they were like i like music i like movies i like hanging out with my friends sick whoa wild that sounds nuts (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard of those things before it's so funny i'm like giving these people shit but yet like my bio is just arranged i really like to like i really feel like putting my freak flag first it's just if you don't get it like right off the bat you're not gonna get I it i did the exact same thing i yeah. think one of, i think one of my bios was when i'm not acquiring duis i like to count my bed bug bites <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah and then i and then instead of the i'm looking for a gym to my pam i said i'm looking for a jamie to my Cersei lannister which is fun because they're brother and sister yeah because incest totally <laughs> I love that. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I would have swiped right on that. That's funny. Thank you. Mine mine says like actually 67 because I kept on seeing all these like these oh my gosh. Like, I'm actually 18, 19 and I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah. Or I'm like, "Don't." So I said actually 67 like drummer band rat. I think I said just looking for someone to play pinball with and kill me. Yeah. And so it's I'm making I'm making fun of these people, but my it's I never get matches. I wonder the fuck why. Yeah, we're just, you and I are just fucking, I don't know, a little twisted. Weirdos. Yeah, which is cool. We have, we both have a serious case of little stinker syndrome. Yeah, definitely. And I always forget to take my meds. <laughs>
Oh my God. No, I, God, I seriously do like, I say I don't get matches, but it is because I just like barely swipe right on anybody. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like really bad at messaging. Like I don't type. I don't type. I I don't do it. I don't do it. I'm very much like I want to have a, I'll I'll chat with you for a day, but Mm -hmm. especially with fucking queers, man. It's they just want, they want to talk to you for two weeks. But I'm just like. Before a date. Yeah. I'm always uh -uh. just like. First thing, I'm just like, okay, let's when can go. We meet up? Yeah, let's meet up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, usually whenever I would swipe, like we we would both match or something mm-hmm. like that, it would be like, hey, when can you hang out next? And if it wasn't within a week, I would be like, listen, if you can't hang out or you're not eager to meet me, then that's a pretty clear indication. You know what I mean? Also, if you're so eager that you're wanting to meet like tonight, I'm pretty sure that this is just a friends with benefits sort of thing which can work if you're into it some people aren't yeah I I felt this was a weird thing if I found that like within my last like few months of being on dating apps I became honest with myself of what I wanted and that I wasn't cool chill girl I was oh I'm ready for a relationship now I think girl and whenever I was honest with myself and I really started to put that out there and tell people hey, I'm wanting something serious. I was able to weed out people pretty easily and almost immediately met Alex and then we got into a relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's real. I honestly tend to use it. I don't really use it to hook up. I've had literally one Tinder hookup and I fell asleep inside of her. That was like a whole thing when I used a drink. (laughs) But I really, I, I kind of just use it out of boredom, honestly. I would just do it for validation. Yeah, I do it out of board, just see what's out there. But it's if I really thought someone was cool, then of course I'd oh, yeah. message them and try. If someone wants to meet up like right now, mostly just because if I'm doing it out of boredom or out of whatever, it's, oh, obviously I have time. And like I'm hitting it off with this person. Yeah, I think I I want to get ready and I want to like be ready for it. You yeah. know what I mean? I want it to be like a weekend so that if like, we do fuck on first dates because I fuck on first dates. I fuck so much on first dates. So I can be like prepared and ready. I don't really feel the need to get. But I understand that. I understand mm-hmm. like the the prepping for a big date. Like the, the ritual of it sounds nice. Yeah. Most of my experience with dating is obviously with like men. But the times that I've gone out on dates with women, it has to be said. At the end, it just feels like a friend. <laughs> that is like a lot of the issue a lot of the issue even in the messages it's just oh my god you're so pretty oh my god you're so pretty and it just becomes this like Mm -hmm. cycle yeah yeah or even just like in similar interests oh my god you love king princess i love king princess are you going to the show we should go together and then like you go and then it's almost platonic like energy in the entire world you know what i mean i tend to just like try to lay it on thick at that point just to not allow i'm like oh no this is a date I will also try to say the word date. Yes. At least once, like out loud. Yeah. I did that once and it was honestly just such a good date. But then by the end, I was too chicken shit to kiss and they were too chicken shit to kiss. And I was like, oh, so we're just going to hug. This is also nice. And it is, but it's definitely a... Uh, you, the the closest I've been to being in a relationship with a non-cis man was just like long distance. And we all know how that 
sapphic yearning goes. Oh, we know it. But it's wild just from my experience, the different ways like intimacy is created between dating men and between dating women. It goes without saying like dating men, it's harder to get to the little tender bits. Every man is a cancer. Like it takes a while to get to those little tender bits, but you're able to, it's almost like a, I mean, there's a joke about it. You know what I mean? Like queers trauma bond to get to know one another and exposing those parts of yourselves are like introductions. Yeah. Almost. I think it almost has the same principle of letting it all out there on the first day, even Mm -hmm. in a a deranged way. I wish we would stop doing that low key, honestly. I do too. It is like, it's just too much and it creates these like weird attachments and i don't know it's just this weird exchange of energy where when you don't need to necessarily be exchanging it with every person you go on a date with you don't need to do it with every person you go on a date with and it's almost let me try to word this in the way i want to word it when you're putting that pressure on somebody even though even if it is platonic nobody owes you anything from your past experiences and yeah. nobody's your therapist except your therapist Definitely. and putting that emotional burden on somebody is maybe not the best way to go about a serious long-term relationship well and i think too it's like a lot of times we feel like it's like providing context in some way or like trying to communicate be. yeah or trying to communicate what you're looking for but man yeah we don't need we don't need to know all that we don't. A little bit of mystery is good and just easing it. Yeah. And like sometimes good. So getting to know each other's good. It's like the lube of trauma bond fisting. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm trying to process that analogy right now. The lube of trauma. Yeah, no, I got yeah, yeah. The lube of trauma. Yeah, the lube of trauma bond fisting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smiling so big right now because I loved that. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Okay, good. It was really good. Man, being bisexual on dating apps was garbage. I hated it. Yeah, tell me about that. I I felt like my connections with queers... I, I had a better shot of them just following me on Instagram or like Hot Mess Bean or something like that. They do queer dating through... You just... You can submit yourself and then they'll put your picture with your location and age, and then basic question information about you and people follow you, you're going to have a higher likelihood of a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. since they have followers from all over. But it was nice doing that. But I felt like I had a better opportunity finding somebody that I'd be doing, like just existing on the internet and having somebody follow me and sign into my DMs than I did with actual dating apps yeah and see like for me i'm i've used lex more than anything in terms of if i'm actually trying to find someone to connect with and it's not just out of boredom and it is like that classifieds format yes because you can really say exactly what you're wanting and i don't know like i literally was just like i hate to type i hate to type somebody call me and i had people and i would talk to the phone on the phone with people and it Uh was yeah it was really cute and i really liked that kind of dynamic but I, I don't know. I like those that so much better than the bio and like going through all of these things. It's like this curated. Yeah. These pictures, this facade that like you're trying to put out. Yeah. It it makes me feel like I can read through it really easily. And I maybe that's why I also wouldn't swipe right on very many people, because 
I would make really harsh, quick judgments on them based on their bio, which a lot of the time was valid. But sometimes I was probably just being overly critical. But I would never go out of my way. I would legit have men match with me to be like, you're a liberal piece of trash and blah, 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 and, or just roast me about like my weight or something Holy like that. Sh- oh my gosh. W- one time I ended up matching with this guy that I worked with at a restaurant and I had always had a crush on him and I was, and we finally matched and I was like, oh, awesome. This is really cool. And he said something and I was like in passing, which probably wasn't the best move, but I was had a brain fart. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll go kill myself or something like that. <laughs> he was like, actually, my uncle killed himself four years ago. And that's really insensitive of you to do. And I was like, totally fair, man. Really sorry about that. I was not trying to be like triggering or anything like that. That I, It's something I actually very rarely say. Um, so I apologize. And he was like, yeah, I actually didn't even mean to swipe on you. It was an accident. I've always thought you were like really annoying and blah, 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 blah. And started going <laughs> in on me. And I was like, this is, I was like, just to be real with you, man, you're breaking my heart right now because I've always had a crush on you. I was like, just trying to be like, let me be as vulnerable with you as possible right now because I can tell you're like in a really bad place. Like, I know that this isn't meant for me. All this energy you're, you're firing at me is not meant for me. And, and he just kept going and kept going. And I found out like several months ago that he's a mutual friend of my partner and I told my partner and he like basically banished him from all of the like social events. So yeah he was like we don't even really call in anyways he's not invited. (laughs) Also how how was I gonna say the name Colin in bed? Ooh right there Colin. I was you own this pussy Colin. (laughs) Like no. There's no way. Oh, my God. Are you saying you own this pussy? Like, like in bed? No. <laughs> no. Only you own your pussy, Brittany. That's right. That's right. I'm girl boss CEO of this pussy. Oh, my God. I, like, can't. I'm. He was horrible. Oh, another bad. Th- I have so many horror stories about dating apps. You, sure. you remember this. You were there. Do you remember that open mic that we were at? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I have to tell this story Please. now. I, I almost forgot. I wasn't even going to, it didn't even occur to me to say it on this podcast until just now in this moment. Incredible. Okay. Brooke was there. Okay. So there was a comedy open mic at a, par, a bar in town and I went up on stage and I did my little jokes. And then this guy, at the, he, was, he was the last comedian of the entire night. And he got up on stage and he was saying like a bunch of really just he wasn't funny, but he was also just very much. I love edgy humor. And if you're not laughing, you just don't get it. Yeah, out of rape jokes. It was a lot of and like Epstein stuff. Yeah. And like child trafficking jokes. It was yeah, and just. Of, a, and honestly, if you can make that joke funny, go off. But it wasn't even funny or clever or anything. There weren't even like punchlines. No. He was just saying edgy things hoping to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And that doesn't make you a comedian. Right. That just makes you somebody who should be writing these things on a 4chan page, but you gave them a microphone instead. So he was bananas. And then at the very end of his set, he 
was like, oh, I'm bombing. So I guess I better just do what I was sent here to do. My buddy got kicked off of Tinder because, and I think he did like air quotes, a local comedian reported him and got him kicked off Tinder. Or I don't even think he said comedian. I think he just said like somebody in the audience here. He described what you were in a cheetah print dress. He described the dress. He said, because every, at that point, after he said that his friend got kicked off, Every femme was like turning around. Yeah. Was it me? It making every femme yeah. in the audience uncomfortable. And I was even looking around. And then I looked back up at him and he goes, Yeah, you little cheetah shoes. Because one of the images, like one of the pictures that I had in my profile, I was wearing cheetah print shoes. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, you. And then there wasn't a punchline. And then he everybody just felt very awkward. And then he got off stage. And at that point, like you left and then I was just standing, like, talking to friends. So as he was about to leave, I stood in his way, and I was like, hey, man, so what was going on up there? And he proceeded to just be like, oh, yeah, that was a funny joke I did. Like, uh, calling, like, it was funny. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it made everybody in the entire audience uncomfortable, not because you didn't have a punchline or because you weren't funny, but because you basically said that because I got your friend kicked off Tinder, you were sent here to call me out. And that's when he switched and he was like, listen, if you can't take a joke, blah, blah, blah. And I saw Steven Taylor from across the way. And he looks at me and he goes, Mouth, you need me to come over there? And I just went, oh, no, I got this. <laughs> and I proceeded to go in on him. And I was like, listen, I don't think you understand. I have a show here. So this is my job. I... I'm not like a little fun comedian like you are. I'm an actual comedian. I post and produce shows. These people that you said that in front of are my peers and my coworkers, essentially. So by you doing what you did, you showed up to my job and you harassed me because I, quote unquote, got your friend kicked off Tinder. Nobody, first of all, nobody gets kicked off Tinder by one report. You have to have like, multiple multiple reports against you to get kicked off and i was like so you really didn't make anybody laugh you made everybody really uncomfortable and at that point whenever i like called him out he was like listen i was actually i was i didn't do a good job of it but i was trying to call my friend out and i just put my finger in his face i was like no you weren't that's not what you were doing you thought you were going to be really cool and have this mic drop moment and like shame a girl for reporting a guy i was like you if you i was like what's your friend's name and he was like Jason or something like that. And I was like, see, I report so many people because of the general harassment I get on dating apps. I don't even know who your friend is, but I can promise you it was probably somebody who deserved it because he probably came right out of the gate asking for a blowjob or if I spit or swallow or if my mommy milky knockers could suffocate his face or something foul like that. So yeah, I probably did report him and I'd do it again. And I was like, and you know what? I've bombed before. I know what it looks like. I was just like going in a... <laughs> Dude, I love you and your Sagittarius, like Capricorn, Mercury, fucking ass, Gemini, Mars in the 12th house. The sharpest ass. fucking tongue. Dude. Oh, God. I'm like upset that I left before seeing you completely obliterate that man. But at one point... He was like, I was just trying to make fun of my friend. And I go, hey, everyone, did you understand what he was? I literally yelled to all the comics behind it. I was just like, did you understand that he was trying to make a joke? And if so, was it funny? And they go, 
No, it just made all of us really uncomfortable. It was the one of the wildest things I've ever endured. Yeah, it was so, I was in the audience. All from a dating app. Yeah. Crazy. Toxic. Yeah, is that probably, would you say, like the worst kind of dating app experience that you've had? Or at least maybe that was just aftermath, but. I had one guy who, he like asked for a joke and I did my like on Hinge or something, he asked for a joke and I was like, you can pay me and I'll tell you a joke, but then we won't be possibly dating. We'll be business like <laughs> acquaintances. I was like, I don't really that question. You're a carpenter for a living. I'm not going to ask you to build me a coffee table Yeah, without knowing anything about you for free. And he got really turned off by that and was starting to get shitty. And then I blocked him. And then he found me on Facebook and started sending me threatening messages, threatening to come to one of my shows because I post my schedule often of where I'll be performing. And then I sent those messages to his mother. <laughs> and then she defended him. And then I blocked all of them. And then everyone was like, you need to file a police report. And I was like, no. no. And then I, and then the world shut down and then I didn't really worry about it anymore. Yeah. God. Wow. The apple doesn't fall far from the fucking tree, man. She's like, I don't know what to tell you. He just has a really bad temper. (laughs) Solid. Sick mom. Thanks, mom. So that was pretty nuts. Yeah. But I've also had, as a bisexual, I'm sure lots of bisexuals can attest to uh, unicorn hunters and what those people are like they're even on just like non-men looking for non-men it's it is not exclusive Mm -hmm. to bisexuals you're right you're right like i will swipe on someone who i'm like oh wow this sick person looks like cute and interesting and then it's just immediately oh my god this is my husband and this is my boyfriend and i'm just like stay the fuck away from please Poking it with a stick. Get, my, get back. My least favorite is when they don't even have their names on there. I'm like, you fucking cowards. They're just you like, cowards. Couple, couple, hot couple, sexy couple. Ugh. With their faces not in it. I'm like, grow the fuck up. If y'all want to be out here yeah. having threesomes and shit, good for you. But at least, yeah. There's always, with, with the people who block themselves out, they also always seem to have the most distinctive tattoos. You know what I mean? That they don't block out. The girl has like a Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas tattoo and the guy has like nautical stars near his cum gutters. Like it's that's clearly you, Chet. And that's clearly you, Deborah. Like oh we God. know who you are. That is so funny. It sets the precedent already of the power dynamic of we are the couple and you are the whatever just because it's like they get to hold on to their anonymity while this other person has like their profile i just find the whole thing gross and not only that but like you're gonna we require you to be more open than we're willing it's totally a power dynamic and it feels very transactional and i've never been in a threesome but if i were to ever be in a threesome it i wouldn't want to feel that way you know what i mean you've never been in a threesome Mm -mm. oh that's surprising yeah Cool. Lots of people say that. Yeah. I think I'm too jelly. Yeah. Like too jealous to have a threesome. And I'm too impatient. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I was cool that I'd be like, okay, when's it my when's my turn? <laughs> my first lesbian experience was a threesome. It's yeah. Two women, yeah. Me. Oh, fun. That's cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I was like, whoa, diamond ran in. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few... I really haven't had that many interactions with online dating like that we've met up. Like I said, I did have that one 
Tinder hookup, the one Tinder hookup I've ever had, it was like, she had never been with a, a woman before and she was like experimenting and shit and like, I was fucking already like blackout drunk. Pretty Like I was browning out. Yeah. I was at this dive bar and she's like, I'll come pick you up. And I'm like, yep. my friend is like, dude, you are so fucking wasted. Do not go with this stranger. And I'm like, who cares? You're a party pooper. Yeah. <laughs> and so she comes and picks me up and we go back to my apartment and we're like fooling around. And at some point I realized that she's naked and I'm fully clothed. And uh-huh. I really don't like power dynamics during sex, like at all. Like, I want us to be on equal ground. And I was like, they made the slave serve table naked. We're both black. I don't know why I said this. And then I proceed to get naked. At some point, I must have gotten cold because then I woke up, like, came to with her, like, pushing, literally pushing my face and hands out of her. And she's like, I'm going home. I'm, like, wearing my fur coat I must have just put on. And I literally was just like, but it was bad. She's still, like, like hits me up to hook up though you're so cute and you are sober now which is huge yeah no that's how has being sober affected your dating because for me it's every right off the bat they're like so when can i buy you a drink and it's thank you for the offer could that be chicken tenders instead yeah could you please buy me complimentary mozzarella sticks i put that i'm sober at the top of my profile just as a fucking deterrent honestly and it sucks, though, so if I see someone, I'm like, oh, wow, like, they're really funny or cool or interesting and, like, hot. But then in their profile, they're talking about just, like, how one of their interests is literally getting drunk. And I'm just or like... Or, like, uh, I'm a booze hound or, yeah, like... and which is, I have been there and stuff, but it yeah. is just... And I've tried dating. You and I tried to date whenever I was still an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't quit drinking yet. And that is that was definitely an issue. And I've tried to date people since when... They've had substance abuse issues and like I can be there and be a friend and all of these things. But it's just a to be honest, too, like I I'm not going to have sex with a drunk person or really even if they're like tipsy or whatever. Like I I'm not going to have sex unless we are on the same level. And so if you're drinking and I'm not, it's especially if they have substance abuse issues, it's we're never going to fuck like we're never going to. And then it puts me in the uncomfortable situation when you're trying to like come on to me and trying to hook up and I have to be like, no. And then it's just making it worse for like possible intimacy. Yeah. Even sober next time, because at that point, it's you really threw yourself at me and I don't like that it's you know like what I flattering mean? but it's just not going it's just like not going to happen like you're yeah fucked up you know what i mm-hmm. mean like i'm not going to and so it just makes it weird so yeah i put it at the top of my bio just to like get it out of the fucking way honestly i do too i feel the same way i'm so transparent about my life and like how i live and who i am why would i ease somebody into that on a dating app am i going to tell them am i going to tell somebody all of my deepest grossest darkest parts of myself in my bio no but i'm going to give you like the basic parts of me like i am queer i am sober i hate cops so if you don't vibe with those main three things we're probably not going to get along you know what i mean yeah i definitely try to use like my sense of humor first because it is just that is the one thing that I have found that tends to be real hit or miss yeah yeah like I (laughs) there is this one girl I matched with her name was Reagan and uh, I had a dog growing up named Reagan Mm -hmm. and so I messaged her 
I was like, oh, like you're so beautiful. I had a dog named Reagan growing up. I bet you shit on the carpet a lot less. And uh, she never responded. I was, ri- I was originally going to say, uh, I bet you give better head, but I thought that would be too far. <laughs> I should have said it. That's so though. good. Yeah, I should have <laughs> said it. Though. Both are so good. Yeah. But I just do shit like that because I just want to. It's I don't know. I don't want to waste my time. Like I hate typing. I hate chit chatter, chitty chatter. Like I'm way better in person. So it's if you're not going to like. Yeah, because you're about to get a whole lot of that. Right. That is what you're going to be served. If what I wanted to ask what you've said before on the podcast that you are the first person to go up to somebody. What if you have a hard time texting even on date like on a dating app or something like that? What's your uh, go to line? Is it something specifically about the person or do you have just like a go-to line? Yeah, it's specifically about the person. I read like every bit of somebody's bio because it Mm -hmm. is just like really important to me. So I will, if I'm swiping right on you, it is because there is something about you I find interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to talk about that. Inquire. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good way. And it like makes you feel the person on the other end. It makes you feel like seen on a deeper level than just your five favorite pictures of yourself. But you're like, oh, I put time and effort into like my bio so that somebody knew something else about me and now they want to know more. Yeah. That's going to make somebody feel really comfortable. Totally. I don't have a whole lot of interest in meeting new people most of the time. So it's just if I want to meet you and stuff or I want to like see if we have a connection, it's that's what I want to do. I don't want to just have whatever. That's my approach. Do you normally say something first or or do they come to you? I will let them come to me. Mm-hmm. Men, women, non-binary people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wait. Because usually if I like go nine times out of ten, if I'm the first person that makes the move, I'm going to always be more interested than they're interested in me. And that's not a dynamic that I like. I At least starting out, I need you to be more about me than I am about you. Yeah. And then it'll even out. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it'll ebb and flow because that's how relationships are. Yeah, that's real. That's very real. What have you, like, what app or what kind of online dating situation have you had the most success? Well, Hinge, obviously, with your current partner, but. Yeah. And before Alex, I dated somebody who was not good, but we also met on Hinge. And I think that I can't, if I can remember, like, you both have to match with each other and they have to message you first. Which for me, like I said, if I want them to be making moves to show me that they're really interested then that'll give me the reassurance i need to move forward especially with like if i'm specifically like on a dating app looking for a guy or something like that like i would want i want to feel very comfortable with that like i guess maybe with a woman i feel less worried for my safety i wonder the fuck why (laughs) it's so interesting like just the the dynamic too of like online dating um with with being bisexual, one of my friends, she's just like recently bisexual, or she's not recently bisexual, yeah. but she's recently like out, out and trying. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about on dating. She's oh, I don't know. It's I want my profile to be like this. I, I'm worried about this. And she had all these worries. And I was just like, I can't express to you how different it is. Like mm-hmm. being in a WLW or like dating some sort of like non-man, you are existing in a relationship that like exists completely outside of the patriarchy. I mean, exactly. like you as individuals are affected by the patriarchy, but the rules don't really apply here. And it can sometimes, especially butch femme dynamics, like people, some people are like really into that and that's very good and well, but like even at that, like 
ultimately like it's still operating. It's like gender oppressed people that have a different feel about them. And it is a different experience. Um, I often had that thought process while I was writing my bios, like this, the ways that I would put myself out there for men and the way I would put myself out there for queers were two completely different things. Totally. And oftentimes whenever I didn't want to put that I was bisexual in my bio, it was because I was worried about predatory men or men trying to use my sexuality yeah. as a bucket list sort of thing. And that, oh, that was another horror story I had. I This guy I went to high school with, we matched on Bumble. And he was like, yeah, I want to like take you out. And we were talking and I went over to his house. We ordered pizza and we were just like smoking and hanging out. And I told him, I was like, I am bisexual. Like, how do you feel about that? Have you ever dated somebody that's queer before? And he was like, I hooked up with somebody who said she was bisexual, but I think that like, I think that she was probably just like trying to impress me or something like that. And it was just so icky. Yeah. And I looked at him and he was like, but you're, he goes, but you're a lot hotter than she was. Oh. And I just kept staring at him and he was like, I can't help but think about what it would be to have a threesome with you. And at that point I like finished my slice of pizza and I was like, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. Do you want to come with me? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was just like sitting and I was like on the, his... <laughs> swing out front and I was like so I really appreciate you buying the pizza and everything but I'm not going to pay half because of how awful our conversation went inside and I was like what you said to me probably came from a very honest place and I appreciate you being honest with me but it was absolute garbage what came out of your mouth I hope that you never try to date another bisexual again and I hope that you educate yourself before you try to date anybody else again because what you did tonight was super embarrassing and i was like so i'm gonna get my stuff and i'm gonna go home and he was just like like jaw on the ground and then the next morning i received a text that was super apologetic and he was like i did not mean to come off like the way i came off i was very nervous blah 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 and i just didn't respond but it, it isn't that the way? Like, oh it's such a God. typical, I mean, it was just reeked of biphobia, like yeah. doubting somebody's validity within their sexuality. It was just riddled with like red flags. Not to mention the just overall male fucking depravity. Holy mm -hmm. shit. You have such incredible grace and patience for that because I probably would have taken his pizza slice thrown it on the ground and just like literally marched out. Do you know what I, I do you want to know what I love to do in those situations, specifically when a man says something stupid? I love to press and be like, what did you mean by that? In comedy and dating anything. If somebody says something like out of pocket, I love to just be like, so what did you mean by that? And have them explain it a little bit further. That way there's no question that they are coming from a terrible, disgusting place. So I let good. them double down. I let them dig themselves into a hole and then I destroy them that's, because I am not well. <laughs> I love that so much. Like that's such a better approach because if I were to have thrown his pizza slice on the ground then I'm like just some crazy sensitive bitch, which mm -hmm. I am, which is like fine. But I love that. That Pisces mood. And Pisces Mars. And Pisces Mars. Big oof. <laughs> Yeah. Rip. Rip. Always rip with that. Always <laughs> rip with that. Yeah, that's, that sucks, man. All this to say, queers out there on dating apps, we hear your struggles. We have been through those struggles. It is hard out there. It is hard being on dating apps and dating while queer. Yeah. 
Definitely. It'd be really cool if we could, you know, actually meet out in public. That would be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. That would be really cool and fun. There are, I'm sure that there are maybe other things in larger cities or whatever, but before the pandemic, there was this really cool thing. I think it was at Stray Cat or something like that, but they did a queer, oh shit, what's it called? It's like the it was, timed dating. Yeah, or, it was like a, a speed. Speed dating. Date, yeah. Thank you. And I thought that that was just a really good idea. Yeah, I think that's a really cute idea. Although there is like we were talking about sapphic longing, like long distance, just the history of especially like WLW relationships and like queerness, like just gay long distance relationships because of ne that necessity. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You a you can't be historically you weren't just like out and about so it's like you had to be more on the down low and you might be the only fucking dyke in your town man oh, i how like we just said how many times we run out of people just like and i think there is something just like really too like romantic about it i've been in i haven't been in like a long distance relationship but i've been in like long distance yeah whatever yearning, yearning. just like sending letters mm. and writing fucking emails yeah and it is just like really nice and something really like tender about it yeah. Somebody that I dated during the pandemic, I don't even know if it would be considered dating, but there was definitely yearning. I would just look forward to those FaceTime dates, like cooking a meal together mm -hmm. thousands of miles apart. That is intimacy. And like between us, our relationship has obviously changed between me and them since I'm in a monogamous relationship now. But I still really look forward to those yeah, like FaceTime dates and having our relationship evolve into what it is now and there's still so much respect and there's still so much love and it really goes to show that often queer relationships are like more in depth and you really dive deep and you're able to connect to somebody on a very deep level than in a hetero relationship yeah. and I love the shit out of that Same. and that's probably why we're all friends with our exes most of them <laughs> if we're not you know who you are uh, and you're not listening to this podcast because <laughs> you are blocked blah, 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 blocked <laughs> yeah no it's really cute i like it during the pandemic i opened a, i was just like i'm not physically going to date anybody i'm mm -hmm. in this house so i just was talking to people from literally all over the world like i was talking to someone from india and like i remember South, that. Out, South africa yeah someone from sweden and then someone from new york and we actually just ended up meeting like Finally, after talking mm -hmm. for a year and a half, like a month ago. <laughs> yes, he did. But like I said before, these things change and evolve. People always find their way back to each other. What do you think will be the, the future of dating? Like at past online dating, do you think we'll just date telepathically? I've been watching a lot of Black Mirror lately. Oh, God. And... I don't even want to let my brain go there. Why? What? It sounds like you asked that question because you have an idea. No, I don't. I was just, I was just curious. I think it'll. I hope that with queer dating, I and as we feel safer being in public spaces and gathering together, mm. as that kind of comes together, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do more organizing and stuff like that. At least group events so that people can mingle and socialize IRL because so much is lost in translation over the phone and, and through text and stuff like that and how I always during whenever I was on dating apps I would always be like sorry for the jump scare but I'm gonna send a voice message because I feel like I communicate better through voice messages yeah and it really did help a lot and I, I hope that we're able to do more queer events so that people can meet each other and 
have that connection because everybody, you're just going to make a better first impression. I, I, can't, I shouldn't say that. I know I make a better first impression IRL and yeah, that helps. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Brittany, what do you think? Uh, is it time for our next segment? I think it's time for our next segment, which is Celestial Celestians. Celestial Celestians. Today we are talking about truly like one of the most fucking gorgeous, intelligent, accomplished, accomplished, funny, creative, honestly, like fucking geniuses oh, yeah. on this fucking planet. And underrated. So celebrated, but they should be celebrated more. And that is Janelle Monet. Oh, my God. Kansas City's own, baby. So cool. Pew, 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 pew. I love that that a gorgeous, incredible mind, heart, spirit, and face came from KCK. No kidding. Pretty wild. We were I, once we decided on them, like I started really diving into all of their accomplishments, and it's pretty nuts. Like I, I forgot that their very first album had Erica Badu, Solange, Big Boy, and Prince on their first album. Incredible, sensational, nuts. truly. That whole thing was just amazing. Like Electric Lady still gets me like in the heart every single time it comes on. So good. It's a great song. So good. Let's just dive right into her. So she is a Sagittarius sun. Love it. Love it. <laughs> a Gemini moon. That's fun. Virgo rising. So this is one mercurial person. Mm-hmm. She uses she, her pronouns, right? She, her, they, them. Okay, she, her, they, them. Just make, make it sure I come good fucked. We're yes. going to honor both. And honor both. <laughs> I'll do she, her, you do they, them. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so yeah, Virgo rising. So that means that Sagittarius Mercury, which, yeah, she has a Sagittarius stellium uh, in the fourth house. So Sagittarius Sun, Mercury, Venus, Uranus, and Neptune. Her chart is riddled with Sag. It is super Sag heavy. It is super Sag heavy, which is so... It feels like so much. She she is so like philosophical. She uh-huh. also is not afraid to be a goof. Like her music videos, she's so beautiful and so fun mm-hmm. and an incredible dancer. But yet she's not afraid to like get a little silly. Totally get a little silly. There's a lot of humor, even in a lot of her videos yeah. too. She had a digital. I mean, excuse me, a, ver- a visual album. Yeah. With dirty computer, and she definitely went there. She wore like a vagina couture outfit for Ugh. pink you know what mm. i mean with tessa toms oh my god yeah like ready just Power ready to go camp and be fun and goofy but definitely like always has a meaning and message behind so much of her music which is a lot of sag i also think it's interesting that all of her fire in her chart is sag yeah it's it. only sag yeah which is i guess i would maybe if i were to just look at them and be like yeah probably some leo but it does in retrospect it does make sense sense that it's sag i think it's just because they're hot that we're like oh it has to be leo and has like really cute hair yeah but it's all in sag it's all in the fourth house too which is private which is very private and about the home and like your childhood and it's you can tell i've listened to some of their interviews where they were so inspired by like their childhood and like having to find solace in themselves and their childhood and like anime and comic books and it's you get that nostalgic feel. I mean, the Arc Android is uh-huh. like that Afrofuturistic, like total fucking like anime comic book feel, and it, it. But it also says 
so much. That Sagittarius in the fourth house, that entire album is like just an incredible fucking allegory for being black. And, and it's just in like segregation, too. And it hits even harder, like them being from Kansas City as well. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's not from Kansas City, it's like extremely segregated. Okay. And uh, yeah, just a very private person. But their Gemini moon is in their 10th house, really near their MC. So that is also someone who is like incredible at communicating their emotions like through their work. And that, that's just amazing for someone so private to so uh, effectively mm-hmm. express those feelings is. Yeah. Well, and we've said it before, like Gemini's just collect da- data, like they collect all that data. And then she's but she's able to do that and take so much of like where she comes from, like being from Kansas City. And every time she says it with her whole chest, she's mm-hmm. super proud about being from Kansas City. She mm-hmm. doesn't see it as a, oh, I'm just small town and I don't right. really know much. And this is what I have. She just does. No, this is what where I come from. And these are the tools I have. Mm-hmm. And this is I'm going to embrace it and have it be almost like the forefront of yeah. who I am as a performer. And that's so much, so much of her acting in film too is very like race centered. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it goes like even just beyond, you know, it goes even beyond. It's like, it's race centered, but it's, it's, it's honestly more just like race expansive, you know, in my eyes, which I mean, Sagittarius, that mm-hmm. makes so much sense. It's She really does just like push. I'm like a little sci-fi fucking nerd and she's so fucking influenced by oh, yeah. sci-fi and fantasy and like all of these things. And I, I love it. And it, it's so interesting, like growing up being like black in the 90s, it's we weren't really we weren't really told to or allowed to express ourselves in like nerd shit or white exactly. shit and all this stuff. Yeah. And so she's really done. I, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I love that the kids these days are all about it. Like it truly yes. warms my heart. Like I think about all the time how when I was young, it like just wasn't celebrated. My fr- Amira, my friend Amira, who's the comedian, she is also an artist and an anime artist. And she was working in schools before this past summer. And she, had a group of kids that she like would talk about anime with and that was like their little group and it was so like reaffirming and stuff like that for them to be able to just chat about it and like between black people and like people of color totally i love that she does just put it like afrofuturism is like my fucking joke i don't know yeah the the arc android that's all that's all i have to say but yeah she really is incredible at communicating her feelings through her work. And that Virgo rising, that Gemini moon, like chart ruler, that Sag fucking Mercury, that is like so intelligent. Like just, she has to be like literally the smartest person in any fucking room she walks into. Oh, I'm sure. And her Venus is literally on top of that Mercury, on top of that Mercury. So that eye for art, like she is truly so visionary. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing she, and that Virgo, the details, like everything that she does uh-huh. is a fully, a like a fully realized experience. She like knows every single thing, the entire mood start to finish. And knows exactly how to execute it. I think that be, I think a lot of that Sagittarius in her chart too, and maybe I'm projecting my own experiences <laughs> of being a Sagittarius, but like you're able to also find other creatives and yeah. other like-minded people. And she's really done that with a lot of her projects. Working with Prince, 
one of the best. best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big boy. Like, Big boy. Erica Badu. She's able to find like-minded people and work, and she knows that she wants to work with them, and they want to work with her. Yeah. And also, even with, like, films and stuff like that, I I think that the main movies that she's been in have all been, like, Oscar-nominated. Yeah. And those were her first projects. You know what I mean? Hidden Figures. They were Moonlight. Like, just huge blockbuster, really well-made films. Yeah. It's so funny you you talked about, like, those relationships and everything like her her midhaven is gemini like uh-huh. her it, it it's gemini it's the communicator it is like reaching out is it is like building that community and yeah also her mars is in her fifth house in capricorn so the house of creativity and the uh-huh. house of fun and expressing yourself is like where she's gonna her monetize era, it yeah well, that's where her arrow is going that's where her uh-huh. drive is going and speaking of monetize, she has Pluto in the second house. And nor- when I see Pl- like Pluto, so the second house, as we know from our last episode, mm-hmm. runs money. And Pluto is about death and rebirth. She's from fucking KCK. Like we like know. Yeah. And that's some, that is a rebirth. She's getting her money. And I love that. Oh, yeah. And just like on her terms, too. It's not mm-hmm. like she's no, no shame in the game. It's not like she's doing spawn con or something on the side. No, she's creating things and that is her source of yeah she runs the entire show i think on arc android like i think she only didn't produce one of the songs like literally one of the songs Mm -hmm. yeah she's knee deep in everything she was writing musicals when she was like a preteen like literally crazy just fucking nuts wild i love that for them yeah they're so cool yeah I'm like just truly in awe of them. And I'm just glad that they're on our team, baby. I am too. Tessa Thompson too. My God, what? Like that is sweet babes. So that is so hot. So beautiful. So pure. They're not together anymore, are they? I want them to do little nosies. Little nose nuzzles. (laughs) Brittany's just like nose nuzzling like making eye contact with me like at in the microphone i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much yeah but i mean like her chart is there's not a whole lot else to say about it because it is so stacked it's all just in that fourth house Uh sagittarius but you look at it and it's just like duh like Mm -hmm. beautiful smart artistic like authentic authentic yeah just knows how to convey her vision in just a really incredible way and tell their story yeah in such a clear beautiful way yeah so concise that's a virgo baby honestly and for any of the listeners who haven't watched or listened to dirty computer so so good i encourage you to so good Brittany. what else do you have anything else to say about uh online dating or sweet janelle no. <laughs> Do you? No. <laughs> I love that for us. Yeah, we wrapped it up. Signing off here. My name is Britt. I'm Brooke. And this has been Gemini Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs>